Not sure either of us would refer to this movie as a gas, gas, gas. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Jumpin' Jack Flash. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We're an 80s movie podcast, and every other week we watch a movie from the 80s, and then we talk about that movie. Me too. My name's Doug McCambridge. I'm one of you two hosts. And with me, as always, in a very comedic work environment, which might be the movie that I wanted to watch instead of... (laughs) of Didn't you want to just stay in their office? That's what I wish we could have I really... All those, it was like a star-studded event. All reunion. Yeah, it was wonderful. Can I tell you, listen, we've seen Carol Kane pop up twice in three episodes. She is very reoccurring for us, what yeah. A, what a sexy Carol Kane this was. This is this not was. the Carol Kane I am used to seeing. No. But I was into it. Like, Yeah, she, she, was, she was adorable. I agree. I agree. Yeah, because I really feel like, and they do Whoopi Goldberg no favors with what they put her in in this movie with what they make her wear and everything but i think it's rare that comedic actresses especially at this time get to be all dolled up especially carol kane with that voice and her goofiness like i thought it was kind of interesting that they were like let's put her in a form-fitting dress and uh, she's got some pearls on her hair yeah she does wear the same outfit twice though that one pink one (laughs) i'm like we're gonna reuse this one i mean i know it works real well but yeah isn't this a different day i can only imagine that's a continuity (laughs) error yeah that is just let's shoot these two scenes and she never got dressed like yeah that that had to be what was going on there Anyway, your name's Jamie Lorello. Yeah, correct. So, you know, <laughs> not and, Whoopi and or Carol. Yeah. No, not, not the pervert from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's who that the. Then he's he turns out that he's a spy too. Spy movies, man. What was with the eighties and spy movies? I don't know. These unnecessary spy movies, like. And what is it with putting comedians? In the spy movies, because I mean, I get that there's a laugh there and that's fine, but half the time I didn't understand the one of the biggest issues I have with this movie is I'm not really sure what what's going on, who she's trying to save, why she's trying to save him. And then in the end, are they lovers? Because it's weird because <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg doesn't have like she's she's like asexual, right? Isn't she? And yeah, so. They kind of make like they're a couple, like she's excited to see him, but they don't smooch or anything. They just hold hands on their way out. And he rubs her shoulder kind of creepy. This movie does not know what to do. I'm going to say it it doesn't know what to do with Whoopi Goldberg. Like you Mm -hmm. said, they treat her as sort of this asexual being. Mm -hmm. And then you're right. They get her together with a guy, but they're like, I don't know. Can we have this balding British man kiss this? Very dark-skinned black woman in yeah. 1986. I'm not sure that we can do that. No, we'll just have them hold hands and imply that something right fun is going to happen ahead of them. It doesn't. Yeah, we don't. We don't know. But yeah. like I said, truly, I don't know what she saved him from. I I'm don't. Know. So glad. I'm so. I. <laughs> I went through this with bringing back Ishtar. I went through this with Ishtar, and watching this movie. 
I sat there sometimes and I'm like, am I an idiot? Am I just a stupid dummy who can't keep track of a, it's a Whoopi Goldberg comedy movie. And at every turn, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. When she goes to Annie Potts's house near the oh, end yeah. of this yeah, and it's and abandoned, it's yeah. I had to rewind it to see what name she yelled. Cause I'm like, I don't know whose house she's at. I don't know who she's, she's expecting to find there. I had to rewind it. Then when she yelled Annie Potts's name, I had to go to IMDb to look up the character You're to like, see what was happening. Well, even that, I don't understand how, who Annie Potts's character was. She was the wife of somebody else who was on the back of the pan. The pan was very, <laughs> the pan characters, there were four of them. And oh I was just God. trying to keep them straight. One of them tried to kill her. At least one of them, I think, tried to kill her, right? <laughs> And Belushi, Belushi, huh? What's Belushi doing? I <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm joking. I I have to say, I would watch a movie with Whoopi Goldberg and Belushi yeah. because the the truth serum part <laughs> was probably the best part of this. Like. Once it was just Whoopi Goldberg loopy out of her mind, I was like, well, this is what this movie should be. Like, this yes. should be straight comedy because until that time, I don't think I smiled. I don't think I laughed. I I enjoyed it. I mean, maybe I did, but yeah. I really, really enjoyed yeah. all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I agree. Even when he was injecting her. And why is he all bandaged up? I forgot what happened to him previously, but he is all banged uh, up. Is that she did something? Don't you remember she jumped out of the cab oh, that was going like right. 10 miles an hour it. and it hit a car and flipped? That's right. He, She hit him with the pan. Well, and I, 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 I did for a little bit with um your opinion of, of her being i mean she did they dressed her very eclectic i guess we'll say she was in like yeah these suspenders and very over like an annie hall type of dress like she had her own kind of whoopee look you know she had the big overcoats on she had these bulky sweaters um and, and i know what you're saying and i i agree but i like you said with the ending it doesn't make any sense or like, I thought she was going to get together with the guy from Seventh Heaven. Like, when he showed up at the restaurant late. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was yeah. like, well, why? Like, she, quote unquote, fell in love with this guy that she's but just I, been emailing? I didn't uh, think I was hoping that they weren't going to go for the love thing. I thought she right. was going to go like she wanted some kind of government job now or she wanted to work as a spy because she's that good. Like, that's where I thought it was going to yes. come in. Like, he was... or. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Here's what they should have done. Because the the guy, the spy, for mm -hmm. the longest time isn't aware that she's a woman. Yeah. When she finally you know, when she finally says it, he's like, uh, maybe you shouldn't do this, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. she's like, because I'm a woman and it's really fun. Why isn't it a woman spy at the end? Like, wouldn't that be great? Oh, Where yeah, yeah, she yeah. She thought it was, a, then they were both women and they were like, let's go have some drinks. Like, I don't know. You're just... a little too progressive there for 1986 with that thought. I just nah, think I that there's right. that. I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. There are no women spies in this agency. Yeah. <laughs> at least from what we see. No. Wow, wow. Wowzers. Wowzers. So let's get into it. The movie yeah. is Jumpin' Jack Flash mm -hmm. from 1986. Uh, Penny Marshall's directorial debut. Her debut, yes, indeed. And this is, I is this Whoopi's first, like, this main? This is Whoopi's second. Okay. This is her first main, because this is after The Color Purple. Oh, okay. But this is her first, like, I am Whoopi carrying this movie. Yeah, and, and I... 
I saw that it was, you know, she did the color purple and I think was up for an Oscar and, and didn't win. Mm. Um, and then she did like this one woman show because people really mm. didn't necessarily know who she was or what she was all about. But then she did this one woman mm. show, which was hilarious. And that's when Hollywood was like, what is she doing in these serious roles? Let's put her in comedies. Right. And this is her first starring role. And at the time, Hollywood and comedy and spy went together because they were like, if you're funny, let's put you in some kind of spy poof. <laughs> spy poof? poof. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think you mean poof. poop, okay. right? Is that what you meant? <laughs> Well, kind of, yeah. Let's get into this Jumpin' Jack Flash, which, by the way, in case you're wondering, that is not, I mean, it's titular, but that's not who, uh, that's not who Whoopi plays. Her character's name it's is... Not, yeah, right, her name is not Jumpin' Jack Flash. I was hoping, I mean, because you you could tell by the cover, I'd never seen this before, had you? She's jumping. Yeah, she's, she's jumping. jumping. And she's, you could see, she's this eclectic looking character, right? She's this whoopee character. So the name Jumpin' Jack Flash, I thought this could be her. She could be Jack or she could... I don't know, Jack A. I don't know, but she's not. She's Terry Doolittle. Is her That's character's not, name? Listen, I don't want to get into comparing her with Jack A. They're two very different yeah, people, they are. and they have their own style and their own thing. <laughs> you put Jack A in that office, though, she'd blend right oh, in. She's she, a character. Yeah, she would. I want, like you said, I want to spend more time in that office for sure because they're computer analysts or computer. So they okay. First, let's meet. Let's meet Whoopi. At her apartment, because that's what we do here in this movie. <laughs> there is a... What... The, did you hear the little... She's, like, listening to or waking up to the news, to the radio, whatever. And they're, the current president they're talking about, which I'm hoping that they're not referring to Reagan, but maybe they were, saying uh, how he didn't I mean, know... Listen, we're in the 80s. It's just Reagan wall-to-wall. -wall. Was it fictional, though? Because they were saying how the president didn't know that Hawaii wasn't one of the states. Oh, I So are they trying to make it fictional like this? I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fictional, but like all presidents, I'm sure it's one of those things where, you know, Reagan said his share of dumb stuff, like sure, dumb out of sure. touch things. Gotcha. Well, what's stylish here is Whoopi's apartment, I think. It's this very again, I'm going <laughs> to overuse this word to describe her in this movie, but very eclectic space. She's got a giant yeah. crayon, a giant toothbrush. I didn't see that giant toothbrush in the beginning of this movie, and oh. when she brings it out later, I was like, "Where did this come from and why was it in her kitchen?" She's got like little art all over. There's a whole one of her posters is like a whole puzzle looks lots like. Lots of movie things. There's, there's a Metropolis poster. Yes. There's Attack of the 54 Woman. There's the Maltese Falcon. Later we see a cutout like like one of those big standees mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of oh, I forget who it is. I have it in my notes later but it's very bizarre. Like you said, she's eclectic. She probably has one of those like cat clocks on the walls where the eyes go side and to the side. Tail and the tail shakes. Goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I could see you in this universe I could see you being Whoopi's like best friend or neighbor or something that just comes over to hang out. I think we'd be chummy. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. You would hear Jumpin' Jack Flash playing. You're like, listen, Whoopi, it's two a.m., but I'm into this. Let's what are write we doing? them down. Let's write down the lyrics. Remember that? It's it's so fun when we watch these '80s movies and there's certain things like obviously all this computer stuff and when she's typing into the computer yeah. and but when she's listening to the Jumpin' Jack Flash song, first of all, on a cassette tape, which is. And rewind fast forward, which is 
just seems yeah wonderful and then instead of asking google what the lyrics were because it's 1986 and you don't know how to do that you don't do that you're writing you're listening to the song with your naked ear and writing down the lyrics this happens a little bit later in the movie but 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 i used to love to i was surprised you know it is from a cassette i'm surprised she doesn't have the liner notes because i like those oh yes yes the tiniest writing yeah you you had to really like look yeah you could follow along Mm -hmm. but maybe she taped this off the radio yeah which is always a fun thing to do cut those commercials right out best you can hated when the announcer kept talking just i don't know how many times i would listen to tapes that my mom would make and you just hear the announcer say one or two words Uh. and then the song would start That's timing. That's 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 magic timing is what that yeah. is. She's got an eclectic apartment. She's got an eclectic way of dressing. She's in her PJs dancing with her little penguin slippers when we first meet her. She gets dressed for work with, the again, the oversize. Everything is big and bulky on, on our whoopee. And brightly colored. Like, she's got those yes. bright yellow, like, Reebok, I'm going to say, sneakers that she wears. Matches her scarf. Yes. Matches her yellow scarf. She just, she's just a big coat and scarf with sneakers that's kind of what she looks like through this movie and i will say there's something so there's something i enjoy and i still enjoy it when i see it in movies usually it is like these murder mystery movies there's something nice about like a cold cozy because i'm never like concerned for her like i'm not oh yeah not gonna kill whoopee not gonna kill any character in this movie basically like i'm never concerned so it's cozy and it's comforting, and I just like the coldness of the whole thing. Yeah, okay, of 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 the atmosphere, like that they're yeah. in the. Okay, yeah, I'll be I'll be with you there. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that, you know there's so many movies, and I don't know, you know, if you put every movie ever made and you categorize them by season, mm. I just think there's so many less films made in the winter. And so you enjoy a winter film with the I coziness. Do. Okay. Yeah. There you go, listeners. There's a little, Done. if you want to write that down in your Things DP Likes journal. <laughs> right, yes, I keep likes. mine. Yeah, yeah. If you're putting together like a, a sort of a Playboy Playmate thing for me, <laughs> that's what it is. Likes. Cozy, wintry movies. <laughs> Good to know. Dislikes. Ishtar. <laughs> All right. Oh, there is, uh, I have to say, there's nothing... That feels more 80s because mm-hmm. I see this in so many movies. I can't, I don't think I've ever pointed it out. Then electric blue credits on Ooh, screen. Like that is something yeah. that is not done now because it's barely readable. It's either yeah. blue or red and you can't read it in certain shots, but that's what we have going on. That's in this what movie. we have with, with some uh, forgettable, but the song, the title song, I don't know what it is. Don't know. Have no idea. I do like how they play Jumpin' Jack Flash twice in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Once it's the Rolling Stones, but then over the credits, it's Aretha Franklin. It is. It is. She does her own version of it, letting you know that she too not as can good. Do it. Sorry, Aretha. I'm not, well, you know, I mean, it didn't do it for me, but it belongs to the Stones. Some things just do. I right? Mean, yeah. And if you're going to do them. a cover, don't just sing the song the way that it's always been sung. Like, yeah. Don't yeah. just give don't us do a, a karaoke something. version yeah. of it. All right. So besides, welcome to our uh, music <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we already talked about liner notes and cover songs. <laughs> Well, at least we got the intro in, so that's good. Um, <laughs> at least, at least the movie started, <laughs> so we're well on track. We're only twenty minutes in. She hustles to her job at the. Uh, she's a computer programmer for a bank. Sure. Yes, that took a lot. A 
way too long for me to understand what she was doing because it really is just computers, computers, computers. Let's type on computers. I didn't know what was happening. We all just work, and it's the, she works in an open space office. It's not really cubicles at all. It's it just, is open space, and it is crowded. Those is desks busy. are right on top of each other. Yeah, which is ironic or weird because if it's banking, I would think everything had to be a little more secure and private. But again, it's the '80s, so they didn't give a shit. I'm guessing. And it's also the most open space. Like, the room doesn't even have walls. Like, all the time people just walk down a set of stairs on an open balcony, and that's where they're working. And that's it. And then, like we mentioned, the team. Again, her little area, her little desk is even sort of decorated. Same like her apartment, like a miniature version of her apartment, all these stickers and gummy. When I used to work in an office, that's what my little cubicle looked like. It was I so I that. little character I to it. I couldn't even imagine people that didn't do that. Like I sat with all these people that had worked there for years and they didn't put one stupid picture that they cut out of Entertainment Weekly on <laughs> their walls. Like I couldn't I was just littered with garbage. I could see it. I could see yours just being this space of like a almost like an expression of yourself. Like another It was nonsense. How many pictures of Charlie Sheen did I cut out of magazines and put up on my wall? Too a many. Bunch. Too many to count. Yeah. Think about that. It's a wonder I never got fired. (laughs) I also didn't do much work. You just kept cutting out more pictures of Charlie Sheen. too busy. (laughs) Too busy with the stacks of Entertainment Weekly. (laughs) Well, she's got some decor. She carries it over into the office. And her office mates, as we noted, are just, just a... Just a jolly old SNL reunion is what it is. Yeah. There's uh, Phil Hartman, RIP. There's John Lovitz, which P.S. in the middle of this, because I forgot how I knew that Phil Hartman had passed and I knew it was tragic, but somehow the exacting, the exacting, the exact story like slipped my mind and I looked it up while watching this movie and I was so depressed like depressed after it like i was i can't oh, believe man. how that went down with his wife being so anyway not good not i don't want to get I off track you, too much, i thought you but. were gonna say i thought john lovitz was dead too. <laughs> <laughs> that's where i thought this was going no but it's a very slim john lovitz we have here this is pre-subway yeah. so he's um wait what wait didn't he do subway <laughs> commercials I don't think so. Oh. Maybe he did. What do you t- I thought you meant that like a subway opened near his apartment and he couldn't maybe, stop himself from eating. And this maybe, was a story I should know. Maybe there's, there's an alternative universe that um, John Lovitz did subway commercials for me. I would watch those commercials. I would love those commercials. I'll bet. I hope he's dressed like the devil. Like he wasn't Saturday Night Live for all the skits. <laughs> but there's those two, and there's Carol Kane, as we said. Um, yeah. And who's the pregnant office mate that I don't understand why we have this pregnant office mate in there, except for her chair. Her chair is very important that it breaks. It's so bizarre, because that office mate seems to have the most connection with Whoopi, and then <laughs> she's gone. Yeah. And, and as I said very early on, I don't even know if we were recording for just patrons then. Mm. If this, if they somehow just made this into an office comedy, I... This would be great because you have all this talent on mm-hmm. screen at one time. And what are they doing? They're watching video, like old timey videos of women working out. Like it's I, a Russian video workout thing. And, and I they're, know. They're talking about like it's the hottest thing they've ever seen. In their and it's life. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I know. I thought too. I thought that like a tweak on the movie, a little 
if we could just change it to make it a little more again not giving out too much but maybe make it a little more entertaining is if this this um office team here that she worked with was helping her crack yes. this code somehow yep. if she wasn't such a loner in it carol kane's character had this little side story because like you said she's kind of a hottie toddy right in this movie she's this she's presented as this cute little outgoing she seems a little too desperate for a man well though. yeah she's dating these two doctors she, that aren't doctors anymore because they got their license revoked <laughs> and she dates a perfume salesman yes yeah that's her little sideline is that she's always looking for dates and always wants to go out after the office and hang out with uh Whoopi, who's who'd rather be at home and yeah. uh, reading. Whoopi's very into crime novels too, which we see her reading a lot. But it's not like she uses the knowledge from her crime novels at all. Like it's like, oh, that's like in this book. No, da, 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 da. no, not at all. And crime novels to me feel like murder mysteries. Yeah, like, I don't think of a crime novel as being like an email spy story. Like that doesn't seem like anything that would be written or very interesting if it was. That's more of a John Grisham story. So what is this that she does? She's she's a she's a computer programmer and then helps people with their banking and they can like yeah. message her somehow and she yeah. gets a little too familiar and a little too friendly. Right. With... Because her boss with the greatest wig Oh, that's one of my favorite lines is at the end when she rips it off and later on, just in the background, you hear John Lovitz go, I didn't know his hair was <laughs> You also hear John Lovitz at one point after there's a shootout. He he just goes, "Hey, take a picture of me next to the dead guy." <laughs> I did not hear that. Okay, but that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's but anyway, she gets called in by her boss, mm -hmm. and she's kind of reprimanded for like having fun and being personal with the clients. Yeah, and everybody seems to like her. Her workers like her. She seems <laughs> yes. to be really good at her job, but her boss is just does not enjoy her casual ways. Yeah, I, I I don't quite understand. I mean, he doesn't say her work is bad or anything. If, no. If, if anything, she seems like she's keeping these people clients at the bank by actually, you know, talking to yeah. them. Yeah, by having a human connection with them. Because it yeah. really is. It's like the first time, and I don't know if it's the first time in movies that people have seen this, but it really is like an introduction to like, this is email, I guess, kind of. And this is sort of how, e not email, but like a instant message yeah, yeah. system or something like that works. So that's what's happening. She's always getting, you know, clients asking her to deposit money or something. And so she says yes, and, and it's all done. And yeah, she talks to them about, their, about recipes yeah. and their little personal lives. And that's what she's getting in trouble for. She's got to think, keep things just within the transactions that need to to go on there which yes. part of me can see it's a banking thing so but like you said there's a, a, a friendliness a winter coziness if you will well to her uh reaching out as she does but it's frowned upon by her boss yes. and but she she still continues to do it so somebody she's at her computer and comes up on the screen knock knock what mm -hmm. is this knock knock about so she talks with this guy, and this this kind of I mean I guess again the the her love of the the murder mystery because he's a little mysterious leading her on with this like I'm jumping Jack Flash he's giving kind of feeding her a little bit of of information but not giving her everything and he needs her help but doesn't really specify what for. Let me tell you what this movie's about very quickly. Okay. And you tell me if this is what you thought because I didn't get any of this. 
This guy is a spy, and he yeah. is apparently trapped in Russia, mm-hmm. and he needs her help to be extracted back to England. Mm-hmm. Did Was any of that stated in this movie? Mm, no. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Because I read it in one of those, like, synopses they put on IMDb, and I was like, this doesn't sound like the movie I watched. But <laughs> <laughs> No, well, now that you say it, I could see, like, where that can fit that. Oh, yeah, that's why... He's, but I, you never know he was a spy. I thought he was in prison somehow or was... I knew he was being held against his will somehow. Um, I didn't know Russia. I didn't know he was in Russia. I didn't know how anything she did helped get him out because I also never knew what she was doing. Why was she in that computer room she where her dress is being I know. by a... That was a lot of dress to go away on her. And at one point she was really struggling to keep any kind of like she was about to expose nipple there. I was um, I was ready for it if it was coming at me. But I was like, oh, this is where this movie's going. Okay. And then I don't understand why we had to have that random rooftop scene. What the hell is that? That whole thing was so like she showed up in that wig and (laughs) then she played a Supreme song and lip synced. And I was like. Do they think she's really singing this? Because there's a band playing. Because she said she was the entertainment and she had a little Walkman attached to her. It was it was so bizarre. And then she turns around, Michael McKeon's there. Yeah. With Tracy Ullman. Oh like, yeah, what Tracy movie Ullman's am I there. Yeah. Now? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I assume Gary Marshall called in all the favors for this. Like that's how the office team is there. That's how you know, Lenny shows up, you know, of course he's going to show up for uh, Penny Marshall. You have these wonderful people and they're just given limited. I hate to keep coming back to Ishtar. I really don't want to just beat that movie to death because a wonderful patron. Well, it's what we opened it. with. It's what we opened the year with. So it's it's right that it should be. This kind of movie bar. gives Carol Kane more to do than Ishtar. It does. It does. But they still could have let her do more. This could have been a wonderful yeah. ensemble comedy. Yeah. And like you said, you could keep the same convoluted plot that yeah, makes no yeah. sense. But have the team work on it together. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Much more All right, fun anyway. that way. Anyway. So it's a very cryptic message. Yes. She doesn't quite know what's going on, but it's got in her head. Right. Because when she goes home, she's like jumping Jack Flash because there's a password that she had to put in. Oh, that's what it was. That was yes, yes, yes. And the clue to the password was jumping Jack Flash. Yes. Yes. So now she goes home and she listens to Jumpin' Jack Flash, which is a fun little... She's up all night, basically, listening to it over and over again. And she's she does a lot of... Um, uh, in Popeye, we were saying how he does a lot of muttering to himself. Yeah. She does a lot of talking. She says a lot of funny things, but it's like her one-woman show. Like, it's just her talking to herself, even with the computer, when she's IM messaging, whatever she's doing. She's saying more than what she's typing. Like, she has this whole riff that she does, and she just types, well, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, she will. <laughs> she will type for what seems like 
20 minutes yes. and then it shows what she types and it's about three words yeah and she pounds I the it. keys i love it in movies when they're just like da, 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 oh, they pound the keys. pounding those keys those keys not in the right place it's really no. great uh halfway through this movie the computer starts talking to her and it's oh yeah really it's got his voice me. i know i was like so wait is she that what she's hearing or is that I was like, just did to help she us enable out some sort yeah. of uh you <laughs> yes. know voice on this yeah. computer and, and did she put it on a british voice because she knew that he was probably british like did she program it that way because that's pretty clever Oh but this is fun because she's listening to the lyrics and she's doing mm-hmm. a lot of, I assume, ad-libbing. I like it when she's, because she's saying the lyrics all wrong and then she's like, that can't be right, you idiot. And she, oh, yeah. one, of her, one of the lyrics is, I was raised by two lesbians. By, and immediately yeah, like, she's like, fuck a yeah. duck. That's yeah, not she right. She swears a lot to herself. She does some, um, she's like, these are weird ass lyrics. <laughs> she does a little Mick Jagger imitation for a little while, her own little Mick Jagger. It's it's fun. Like there's, there's parts of, as much as there's, this movie has like these gaping, like what the fuck is going on holes. There, and maybe there's not enough that they do with some of the other characters. You do have some, you do get to have a lot of fun with Whoopi. And yeah, um, this is something it. where watching it, I, I even assume at the time, um, before she did a whole lot of other stuff, like even watching this now, I was thinking like, yeah, I want to watch Whoopi Goldberg. Maybe not in this, but in something. Like, yes, you can yes. see that there's something there. This yeah. just isn't the material for her. And they did this with another, like, two or three movies after this with her. Same sort of weird spy plots with comedy. It was something they were doing at the time where they thought that that's, I don't know. A lot of this movie now is her, like, not during working hours, just after everyone's left hanging out, which I guess is allowed. She's watched, though. That's funny because the security camera guy watches her at one point, which you think is going to come to something like they're going to tell the boss, but they don't. Yeah. It's just like. The the fat security camera. Yeah. I like later when they tell. Oh, no, that's different when they, I have that written down where they say, like. Where's the fat security guard? Yeah, but <laughs> the boss, when she's all up in the boss's face, he's like, get me the overweight yeah. security guard. Get me the overweight security guard. She does figure it out, P.S. She figures out her code that she needs. Oh, yeah, B flat. It's the key that the song is in. After she does, like, all of Mick Jagger's wives' names and she writes lips. Yeah, it's kind of she fun. Does, she goes through. So... This is, and and we're going to sound like idiots. Like, if if anybody's listening to this and has watched this movie and understands what's happening, I have to apologize, first of all, for everything we've said so far. (laughs) But it's not going to get better because she now goes to the British consulate for some reason. Because he tells her to. He does tell her that he needs her to go there with a message. Right. And I guess that was supposed to be the giveaway. (laughs) Maybe that's what's supposed to let us know that he was a British spy was because she had to go to the consulate. But we we didn't we weren't clever enough to figure that out. That's why we're not solving mysteries. Um, (laughs) No, the message was a weird message. Even she was like, what? He told her to say dogs, something about dogs fly. Something about dogs and umbrellas. Yeah. Yes. And and so it's almost like the first British guy she meets at this place. She's like, dogs fly umbrellas. Well, this is funny because when she meets him, she's like, because she's trying to be all I spy. She hides behind a plant when she tells him. (laughs) And he's like, she acts like she's on drugs and looks like she's on drugs because she's dressed so crazy. 
Um, right. But yeah, she they it's the first British guy she sees, but he's from she was sent to get somebody from floor C or department C or something like that. And this wow. he is that you really put in the work here. I appreciate it. I was paying attention. I was trying to see if I could figure out what she was trying to do, but I so anyway, she tells this British guy this message, and he's like, "Give you're crazy." But as she's leaving the console, mm-hmm. she they you see she's there's somebody is taking photos of her, so somebody is watching her do right. all these things. Now they're on to her. Yeah, she's part of the big spy mm-hmm. ring now. Mm-hmm. So as we said, there's a pregnant employee who has left. Um, well, they have a shower for her before she leaves, which is kind of funny. Sure. And her replacement is the dad from Seventh Heaven. I I would be Marty. remiss if, if I didn't talk about what a creep this guy is. Did you know? Yeah. What's his story? No. I, I mean, I just know that I just got prepped on the Phil Hartman story, which was. Uh, it was a few years ago. It was way after Seventh Heaven was mm-hmm. done. Uh, a lot of stuff came out with uh, about he and underage girls. <gasps> And if Yeah, and if you look into it, he at least three times has had inappropriate relationships with women under the age of 14. What? That's not women. That's a girl. Yes. And I don't know if it's that the statute of limitations is over, but he kind of just like apparently like bought a farm in Wyoming and What is he, Mormon retired. now? He just has all these well, young women around him? He uh, apparently is married to someone 40 plus years his junior. Wow. This yes. guy's a creepo. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's sort of the little hero of this movie. He's kind of the hero yeah. of this movie. <laughs> but he shows up and I did, I was doing this research during this scene because I was like, I think he did something pretty bad, but I wasn't sure. Uh-huh. And so then when Carol Kane starts hitting on him, I was like, Carol Kane, you're at least 15 years too old for this guy. <laughs> you better guy. stay away unless you get a little younger sister Ugh. or cousin. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he shows up and he's like, he's kind of talking to Whoopi and being really nice yeah. and, and close with her. And immediately, I, I don't know. Like, you know that he's not a computer programmer. I didn't. Or at least I did. I didn't. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're just going to introduce this other new character. Okay. <laughs> Then I was like, oh, wait, he must be somebody important. Because when he shows up at the police station, when she's arrested, I'm like, oh, he's very invested. I bet he knows what's going on. And again, that's why I thought they might end up together at the uh, end of the movie. Because he really is like, listen, I'll take care of her. She's my responsibility now. And I'm like, is Whoopi okay with this? Because this guy just showed up at work yesterday. I was hoping her. And now he's taking her home to her apartment. I was hoping Belushi would have a change of heart. And it would be her and Belushi just truth searing him in and out. After that, but, after that cab flips, I was like, Jim Belushi just died in this dead. movie. I think he's dead. I think that's the end of his character. No, he's back. He's back with his vial of truth serum well speaking of well, Belushi yeah exactly right this now. is when he he comes in so so um she is up at the at work late like you said lots of nights just trying to keep talking to her new friend who <laughs> who needs this British spy who needs her help and her help only how he hacked into her too I don't know but um I don't know you're you're a British spy you do whatever you want think about James Bond he could do this right, fair enough well I mean, I will say this guy is no James Bond. If we've no. seen him, I kind of expected no. to see it's like, like a James Bond type. Not and at I was all. like, this disheveled Brit. No, it's like, like this. Yeah, disheveled Brit. That's a good way to put it. It's what's his name? Um, he was the bad guy in Haunted Honeymoon. Oh, yeah. 
Patreon.com slash Good Times Great Check Movies it out. if you want to Check listen to us. If you want to listen to us, be really sad that we yeah, watched. Yeah, it was kind of a painful one for them. us, not going to lie. Yeah, he used to do those car commercials. I, I forget his name. I can't. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were looking it up and I was waiting I, for the big I'm reveal. I'm looking at my notes like I would have written oh. it down, but... I'm sure it was one of those things where I'm like, well, I'll remember his name. And here you go, forget guy from Haunted Honeymoon. Right out of your head. So Belushi shows up, mm -hmm. and he's a computer repairman mm -hmm. who's like, oh, I'm just here to work on your computer. After hours. And I... Yeah, and I really do think she's like, hey, you don't mind if I call your bosses and yeah. make sure that you're really supposed to be. And she constantly stops him from doing stuff. I like, even as she's walking away, he takes out a screwdriver and she's like, uh, 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 uh. He's like, all right, yeah. I'll wait. She keeps, a, she keeps a watchful eye on him for most of the time, makes the call, and they're, they say to her, you know, well, who is he? What's his name? And when she turns to ask, vanishes. He's Gone. gone. Mm -hmm. You don't think of Jim Belushi as stealthy. That's what I Never. was thinking. Never. I'm like, this. that guy did not yeah. leave quietly. But he did. I just imagine that he ducked behind her computer and he's sweating profusely. <laughs> and panting a bit. <laughs> just panting. Well, she gets a message from her Jumpin' Jack flash friend yeah. that she should go to his apartment. He needs her help. He's got to get, there's a pan in her apartment. And, and he's kind of alluding to the fact that they're both kind of in, you know, they both have to watch their back. He's got to be careful because yes. he's in a compromised situation, obviously. And now she's going to have to start being careful. She doesn't seem too worried about it. Like, she's like, all right, no, it's cool. I got this. She's kind of excited. It's like the thrill right. of the whole thing, right? Well, I do kind of like that they do this with her character or that she does this because because you either see this uh, one way or the other in these goofy spy comedy movies is that the person is immediately freaked out mm. or that they just think everything's a joke or that they're not into it. She is kind of along for the ride until that guy gets gunned down. And then you see like a total switch. And that's when she's in with the cops and freaking out and cursing and losing her mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can you blame yeah. her? She did get – now she realized how over her – and she she does sort of when she goes to meet the guy. So first she goes to his apartment. And I love it because she's like, oh, this is a very nice apartment. Like good sweet yep. digs here. And it is. He's got a nice little place. She's even eyeballing his picture. She finds a picture of a lady there, and this lady's important later. Yep, she listens um, to his messages. She hears what people had to say. Yes. And then it's almost like she remembers, oh, yeah, I'm here for a pan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pan. And I have a question. She leaves the apartment, and there's a Polaroid of her at the British Embassy or whatever, British consulate. No, that's the Polaroid... The, that's Polaroid of her in the oh, apartment. So, so, yeah, oh, I that's why the door was like closing looking... when she turned around. Someone took yes. a Polaroid, fanned that thing out, and then stuck it to the door? It was Belushi. It was Belushi. So fucking stealth-like. <laughs> yeah. So she notices while she's looking at his little stuff that the door was open. And she's like, oh, shit, I better get that pan. She gets the pan and then kind of rushes out the door because she doesn't know, you know, to know Got it. when she does uh she doesn't see it but we see there's this picture of her it's the picture that we just saw of her looking at the picture of that okay. lady okay all right uh, that makes that makes a little more sense now. all right okay cool yeah not of her at the console. yeah but then she gets into a cab it's belushi is the cab driver and he's just like you're coming with me yeah and she hits him with a frying pan jumps out of a yep. very slowly moving car 
that hits another car and flips. Like, it's a stunt out of the A-team. Yeah. This thing flies through the it air. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And I, at this point, was like, she just killed John Belushi. Or, sorry, Jim Belushi. John Belushi was already dead by this point, I think. Oh, yeah. And I was okay with it. I was like, all right, so Belushi's out of this. Maybe we could go back to, like, Phil Hartman and John Lovitz, maybe. Right. Can we go back to the office for a little bit and hang out with those guys? Yeah, no, no. She uses the pan as a weapon, which was great. But that's the pan holds more than just its its weaponry. Yeah. Um, she goes home, and when she washes the back of it, there's names and numbers, right. four names and four phone numbers on it. Right. And um, so she calls is, one of the guys and is like, "I got a message for you." Blah blah blah. And the guy's like, "Meet me at the docks or wherever. Meet me at the most you know creepy place we can possibly meet." Right. And this is when she does start to. And again, lots of this movie is Whoopi kind of having whole scenes with herself. Right. And she's. This is where you can. She's a little more tense about this adventure that she's on. She's like, what am I doing? Meeting someone here? And this is when she says dogs parking uh, can't fly without umbrellas or whatever. And this guy knows what that means and seems Mm -hmm. very concerned. Yeah. He's like, well, then he's dead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then they're trailed by somebody who has a gun, Uh starts shooting at them. Uh, the guy pushes her into the water, and then he is shot and falls into the water, and his like. And then he floats dead, dead in front of her, her, which is kind of. Fun. She has some a lot of different screams in this movie, and I'm sad to say that none of them are as epic as they need to be. They're definitely like, ah, I'm shocked. Well, also, there's entire scenes in this movie that are filmed where Whoopi Goldberg has clearly lost her voice, but they're still filming. I was like, yeah, why yeah. are just take the day off? Just do some B-roll. No, and, it's the truth serum. God. But it's the truth serum scenes that, and I feel like they thought that that might have worked for the truth serum stuff. But it's clearly, yeah. That was that crazy. That was just like, almost. she did, I don't think they filmed this in order. I doubt that. But it was like she was in that phone booth screaming at the oh. top of her lungs forever. What was that phone booth thing, though? That was so silly. What are they doing there? Where they just dragged her around in the oh, no, I, I kind of enjoyed that scene in the movie. <laughs> it was so silly. I was like, what is this? And I guess that's them. Was that the, the spy, the British people that kind of made that happen? Took her? Well, that that was uh, Jim Belushi's buddy. Oh, okay. That run the tow truck. Yes, because then Jim okay. Belushi poses as the cop. Because then later, Jim Belushi like waves to the tow truck guy. And he's like, all right, Phil, go home. I got oh, it. I got it from okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so now this is when she's taken into the police station and is interrogated oh. by Gary Marshall. Yeah. And the new guy comes to get her. The seventh yes. heaven child predator comes to get her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like how Gary Marshall thinks she's a prostitute. And this is like the only time in the movie where she brings up her race. And she's like, because I'm black, I'm a prostitute. She's like, why am I on the docks? Am I giving blowjobs to goldfish? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. I love... I love how she's flying off the she's handle at this point. She's very fresh. It's so yeah, great. she is very fresh with Gary Marshall, and she's just had it. And she's she's cursing up a storm so much so that Gary Marshall threatens her and is like, "Listen, like if you don't stop cursing me out, like we're gonna have to book you." And finally, when the the child molester that's all I can see him now from Seventh Heaven comes in, he blames it on Tourette's. He says that she can't help herself but curse because she has Tourette's because she is really just throwing down F-bombs and 
all kinds of. It's it's the Whoopi Goldberg I wanted through the entire movie. I'm not saying she should be doing this at work, but the, this was one of those flashes where I was like, this mm. this is what I want to watch. This is what this is what I signed up for. This is my Jumpin' Jack flash right here. Oh, um, can we talk about the the speed of the local newspaper? Because I like how it's the next morning at work. Oh, they yeah. have an obituary for this guy who floated by her in whatever the Hudson River or wherever they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. It's the next day. It's so funny how she's like, I read all the articles. I couldn't find anything about this guy being killed. And the seventh heaven child molester is like, didn't you read the oh. obituaries? <laughs> it's like, what? But it's good. She gets some information, right? right? Yes. She finds out. Let me see. where. Are we? Oh, now she finds out where his funeral is. So she gets to go to the funeral. Meet Annie Cox. <laughs> she gets to go to a funeral. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and she's, this is, I said, this is a whoopee with her oversized sweater and white pants. Yep. These are her, maybe her hammer time pants that she's wearing. Yeah. Her Z Cavaricis. She meets Annie Potts. She goes, uh-huh. Annie Potts is like, come back to my house. We're best friends or something. She's hanging out with Annie Potts and her kids. And I'm like, what is, what is the this? The kids mean? are making chocolate cake. What about the kids? Like, what is that scene where the kids are like making a disaster out of chocolate cake and they're like, can we write KGB <laughs> on the cake? I was like, who's Annie Potts? I started naming the credits. I thought she was more important than this. Mm-hmm. Nope, done. Okay. Well, We're she comes finished. back for the Queen's Ball and is a nice help, a nice distractor. Um, Are we meant to think that Annie Potts is dead at the end of this movie? No, they said that she's moved on and well, is given a new life. that's the thing you can say about people that are dead. You They've can, but do they on. kill the kids, too? Is that how they do it? Listen, the KGB <laughs> and the CIA are pretty ruthless. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they have incompetent idiots like Jim Belushi working for them. <laughs> so I don't even know that they could murder Annie Potts, but I'd like to think they were able to get some of their jobs done. This is uh, when she finds out that her um, her Internet buddy is a little bit sexist. Oh, yeah, when he finds out she's a woman. Yes. And he's partially like, well, then maybe we should. Yeah, because he's all like, oh, there's this ball for the Queen of England and you should infiltrate this party. Mm -hmm. They don't even they don't even go so far as to like have a fake queen. Like you hear the British uh, national anthem and somebody goes, the queen. And then we cut away. Because really that whole thing is more about her rooftop scene and her hacking in the computer, right? We don't, and that dancing that she does, let's be honest. That's pretty fantastic. This whole sequence is about a bunch of stuff that I don't understand. (laughs) Because I don't know why she's there. I don't know what she's there to do. I don't know what she eventually gets out of the computer room. I, I, you, you might have to help me. Here. Let me. This is what I got. This is what I understand is that yeah. she has to get back to that British consul place. Thank you, mm-hmm. um, because she's got to hack into their computers there. Because in order for this guy to get now, I didn't know. I'm thinking like what for him to book his plane ticket appropriately. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, but she's got to hack into the because she's got this like it looks like a. Like a hard drive or something that she's got to attach to their computers. I didn't see any of this. And I guess it's not necessarily that she has to get to the ball, obviously, because she kind of breezes through the ball when she's in. It's that she has to get inside the building, and it just so happens that the ball is there. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, I understood she's not (laughs) part of the job isn't to dance at the ball. But I just didn't. 
I, I didn't understand what the computers were doing. Well, I think she had to attach this thing there. And okay. now this thing, it doesn't work immediately. That's why it's like at seven, set for 7 o'clock or something. That's why at a certain oh time she's God. like, okay, now okay. it's ready. Yeah, it's it's complicated, and I didn't fully understand it either. But when she arrives at the ball, she's in this sequence. It's the tightest thing she wears for the whole movie. It's this sequence dress. Her hair, like you said, it's got this like bouffant kind of Tina turn. Well, first it's slicked back, and then later after she gets attacked oh, by the shredder. <laughs> right. it's like she Tina looks Turner's like one of the style. Supremes, and then at the end she looks like Tina Turner. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So she comes in and she doesn't have a, a, a um, ticket, but she claims that she's the entertainment. As we said, she's got a little Walkman, I guess, attached to her head. Yeah, something. Something that kind of gets her right in because she just, Dances she lip syncs. Yeah. yeah. And then Michael McKeon is so taken by her. Yeah. Tracy Ullman is so jealous. He's there with Tracy Ullman and she basically steals him away and they walk right in. And she yep. ditches him, but it's a weird little Michael McKean, Tracy Ullman bit, both doing yep. British accents, mind Yes, me. yes, yes. Love it. Well, wait, Tracy Ullman is British. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you got to love that, don't you? Uh, she runs into Annie Potts. This was kind of funny, too. Uh, they go up to this guy who looks like the Monopoly man. <laughs> and Annie Potts introduces Whoopi Goldberg as her cousin, and the monocle oh, yeah. like pops out of this guy's eye. <laughs> it's such a stupid joke, but I loved it. But Annie Potts, even in this, it's not like she, it's not even like she gives uh, Whoopi any kind of information. She just really is there to kind of. Be Annie smoke Potts and is mirrors. doing nothing Mm-mm. in this movie. It's Mm-mm. it's really weird. Maybe she did. Maybe there was more and they cut that out. Or maybe, I don't know. Well, maybe. Maybe because it was the 80s, she had to be the wife of the other. Like, she could have been another spy, maybe. And given Whoopi some important information to help her along her spy trail. Yeah, but it, she you doesn't. You know what? We're, we're, giving, we're giving way too many people in this movie too many things to do in yeah, our let's movie. Just, and I now agree. it's getting a little muddy. Also, you know what? A few years later, she was in Who's Harry Crumb, and she's just stealing the That's show. True. That's true. That's true. So let's there. be real. Yeah, she does get to shine there. So this is where she sneaks around. She sees a computer room. She sneaks mm-hmm. onto the roof. She slides down the roof. Joyce, the dress and the paper shredder kind of... Right. She gets into the computer room and her dress gets Crazy paper battle shredder. with the paper shredder and her dress where she basically... Like, the dress nearly falls off of her. There's some major struggle. And then it's once the dress is, like, half torn and ripped on her, for some reason she takes it to the roof, and now she's crawling out the roof. I don't know what's... It's... it's I don't know. madness, and it's nonsense. These security guards are the most easily bamboozled security guards. The one guy goes in, she's just laying under the desk, and he doesn't see her. He doesn't He's taking papers out. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird. And also, there's a weird line after this when she's coming home and her dress is all ripped up where she's like, oh, this is Carol Kane's dress. I don't know what to tell her about this. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that scene where she has to borrow this dress from Carol yeah, Kane. Yeah, where she went over and, she and she's like, I've got to go why. to the Queen's Ball. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. Where's that cut scene? I want to see the unedited yeah. version. Well, she gets back to her apartment, and it is trashed. And this Someone is where she has a has big standee of Paul Newman. <laughs> right oh, is it Paul Newman? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and this is when she also attacks. Uh, does he? She attack the the child molester? Guy? Yeah, with the. Is, does she attack him with the toothbrush? 
No. no, she attacks him with like a fire. Po- it's something that could so, really yeah. hurt or hurt him. Also, he's wearing like a big jacket. Looks like he should be hunting in the wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the big flannel check jacket he's well, wearing. Well, you wanted a so cozy winter. This is yeah. cozy winter jacket. No, you're right. You're right. It's a good point. It's at night, and again, I is she setting? I I wrote here. She set up the computer so he can get a ticket like is is he trying to get a plane ticket that's what i was like is she connecting him to travelocity and he can't connect i don't know yeah i hope she's not taking the bank's money and buying this plane ticket this is when she can connect him now she's back at her work and it's late at night but she's she's like okay it worked and he can get into their computer system. That's right. what she did. It was allow enable that to happen. And he starts to, and things look like they're going good, and then all of a sudden it gets shut down because one of the bad British guys <laughs> is onto it and shuts the computer down. And they don't know. They're like, "What?" He's like, "What? What happened?" She's and she's like, like, "I don't, I don't know. know. I guess I got to go talk to Annie Potts for some reason." Yeah, she's like, like "My friend that's Annie immediately Potts where she goes." Any pots isn't there. No things there. The whole and the lamps too. Even the ceiling lamps are gone, which is weird. <laughs> they pulled like, the lights out of the ceiling of this house. That's intense. That's yeah. when you know they had to get out. And so now she is a guy who I thought for the longest time was Benson. Oh, <laughs> I swore this guy was Benson. <laughs> anyway, let's just just imagine she gets in the back of a limo with Benson. Okay, that'll work. And I. What about how she fights when they're trying to put her in there and she puts her legs up on the car? And she's yeah, like she's like pushing fighting. against the car yeah, with her feet. Yeah, yeah because they kind of... So she goes to Annie Potts' house. Annie Potts is there. She's like, oh, shit, this is trouble. Yeah. She goes outside and a car pulls out of the driveway and they basically... A guy comes out and grabs her and is like, you're getting in the car yes. with Benson. And... Um, and Benson so, yeah. kind of like talks her down. Like, listen, you don't know who you're working for. This guy you're talking to and he's who a the bad hell's dude. Benson? We don't we're, know. Right, right. We're good guys. They're bad guys. Don't worry about any pot. She's fine. Everything's good. Just forget about what you're doing and whatever. Like, I, I just don't understand how she's not murdered at the end of this, how she doesn't make like a crazy daring escape at the end of this. It's kind of just like she had a nice conversation with Benson and he let her go. Yeah. And Benson then just said, and that's, is this one she now is sitting in her office and she makes a list of good people and bad people. Yeah, she makes a pros and cons list, basically, (laughs) but it's good people and bad people. She's on the list. She puts herself number two as a good person. Yeah, that was pretty good, yes. I do like this part too because she's she's doing this during work hours. This is the first time that she's doing stuff during work hours, and her boss is. She goes over the phone to make a phone call, and her boss is like, "Hey, uh, you can't use the phone during you know during company time. Wait till your break." And she goes, "I have to call my mother, was run over by a tractor trailer." And his response is, "Again." <laughs> yeah. She goes out for lunch. It's finally her lunch break. Uh-huh. So she goes to a payphone where she puts on a British accent for some reason, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, calling calling a woman that she had met at this party, mm-hmm. uh, some blonde, whatever. The blonde woman. She also saw this woman in the picture, in the picture yeah. at the guy's apartment. Mm-hmm. And I like it when uh, they ask her what her name is, and she says, "Lady." <laughs> <laughs> then she looks out and sees a dog. It goes, oh, yeah. lady and a tramp. <laughs> and 
And this part. So while she's on the phone trying to get this woman, we see a tow truck pull up. And it's clearly like a bad guy. And he pulls up so far that he blocks the door. Yeah. And he starts, like, hooking the phone booth up to this tow truck. And she hangs up the phone. And the phone rings again. And it's just the operator saying to positive quarter. And she starts yelling, fuck your quarter. (laughs) Find me in New York. And then she hangs up and turns around. And I think she thinks this guy's from the phone company. She does. She's like, okay, here's your quarter. Yeah. I actually really liked, I thought this was really funny because it's just Whoopi doing crazy stuff. Well, it's Whoopi locked and... inside of a <laughs> of a phone booth now being dragged around the city inside the phone booth. And she's shouting to people to help her. And these window washers come by. They're like, do you want us to wash your window? She's like, fuck you. I want you to help me. And people, she's even saying like, this is New York and nobody's noticing that I'm like this person in the back of this telephone booth. My um, favorite part of this is when she goes by another black guy standing in the corner and she's like, man, come on, black power dude, help me out. And he just holds up his fist and goes right on and then just keeps walking. Oh, I loved, I really enjoyed oh, this. She I mean, says, she shouts, because she, she's, somehow she either makes or fakes a call to the police on the phone. And obviously <laughs> right. she can't really make it. But she says, you can't miss me. I'm a little black woman in a big silver box. <laughs> it's great. I Yeah, I, I kind of love this. And for a little while, this movie gets really fun. Oh, yeah, you're having fun here now. Because now here comes the truth fi- here. Yeah, finally, she becomes detached from this. And like this phone booth rolls to the point where any normal human would be killed but she's just laying on her side and opens the door and gets out the police show up Mm -hmm. she's very happy that the police are there Mm -hmm. she gets in the police car but it's Jim Belushi he's back she barely gets in the car he grabs her by the arm right and he just starts injecting (laughs) she's like you're gonna kill me you're gonna kill me again with her terrible scream ah you're gonna kill me I do love how he injects her she's like I'm dead I'm yeah. dead. I can't, I'm going to die. And he's like, no, no, it's just true serum. It's fine. He's like the worst spy. Like, he's a terrible spy. Because his arm is inside the car. And she rolls the window up and gets his arm stuck. Puts the car in, like, neutral. And it just rolls down the street. And he's running next to it as she gets away pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. But now she's all truth serum out. She is basically high with on truth serum walking around the streets of new york making commentary yes. about the people she sees yep. on the streets of new york decides she has to go to elizabeth arden this which is a spa i thought it was a clothing store but i guess it's a spa so did i so did i because <laughs> it started as a spa in 86 and by 92 <laughs> clothing line i guess i don't know, I don't know. perfume perhaps too uh. I like, I really enjoyed this interaction with the security guard here. Oh, okay. She's yelling at the security guard. She's like, this is the face of a woman on the edge. And the guy goes, I know my wife has the same face. And then he quits because he's like, I can't he just, handle it. He takes off his hat and says, I quit and leaves. And I was like, where has this movie been the whole time? I know, I know. And she goes through, she yells at the people like for, um, for doing their beauty treatment. She's like, what the hell? You spent all this money on it? <laughs> Except she points this poor 
homely looking lady and she's like except you you need all the money you can get you need to take my credit card she has lots yeah. of money i don't know where it comes from but she's giving out money to everybody <laughs> yes, she's i like, don't know what's going on i think she stole from the bank i don't know and then she she's looking for the woman who she tried to call on the phone um who she saw in the picture and they try to stop her from going in the room but she busts into the room where she's getting i guess a facial steaming um that's what it sure. looked like. <clears throat> okay. I don't and know if that's a thing. If, but. I mean, at Elizabeth Arden it is. Um, right. And basically she she asks her to, for help. She says, I need your help. Yeah. And you know, again, truth serum. So she's just saying it like it is, you know? Yeah. it's And, and you think something's going to happen, Mm-mm. but nothing happens. Mm-mm. The woman's like, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess go back to work. That's kind of what this now scene is. Now she's got to yeah. go back to work, and she's still high. <laughs> she stumbles her truth to your mask, <laughs> literally, like, goes down the banister at work, like, rails down the banister. <laughs> yep. I love it. Her boss has had enough. He comes up yep. to her, and she pulls his wig off, or his toupee, and she says, I'm going to shove it up your chocolate whiz way. <laughs> It's just lovely. I've never heard it called that before. And this is where you just get a cutaway to John Lovitz going, I had no idea he was bald. Yeah. (laughs) It's the most obvious toupee you've ever seen in a movie. It's pretty funny. Oh. But yeah, she she gets a little crazy at work on the truth serum. And uh, her workmates, which again, we don't see enough of, they're very concerned. Eventually she just passes out, right? Don't they just carry her into the boss's office? Yes. Because she just... just passes out. Somehow she's back at her apartment kind of sleeping it off. Love that somehow yeah, yeah. because in my notes I'm just like giant toothbrush. That's the next thing oh, I yeah, have written. Yeah, cuz now this is when she attacks at the door with the giant toothbrush cuz it's the um the lady from the spa is at her door. I still don't understand what they're talking about cuz the lady's just kind of like, "Hey, guess what? I'm going to help you now." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Other words are said and uh, and then she leaves her apartment. I'm like, "What what What's happening in the... I, I had no idea what was happening in this movie. It seems like forever since she was talking to that guy through Instant Messenger. Yeah, yeah, no, she's, she, she's been... It's been a minute. Um, I assume that there was a plane ticket in the envelope. I don't know. So she, the lady gives her something and is like, here you go. My husband said we'd help you. So here you go. And now she does talk to her friend again and is like jumping jack. Right. And is like, all right, I, I did a great thing. I yeah. convinced an old friend of yours to help us out. And now you owe me a veal dinner. <laughs> yeah, a veal dinner. That's very specific and kind of gross. Yes, I agree. Just be like dinner. Or if you want to be funny, a fancy a veal yeah. dinner. <laughs> oh, and now she, she's walking Oh, this is great. Streets. This is great. Did you think she was getting hassled by ozone and turbo? Because I did. <laughs> These, I didn't know what this was. If these, I'm like, wait, are these more uh, spies? What is this? Because these three guys come out and they were like our breakdancing duo plus one. <laughs> these um, guys, I was so confused. I was like, are they trying to hit on her or like rape and murder her? I had no idea. I think idea. all of the above. I think all of the above. They're super shady, but she is tough and she tells them. I got shit that'll make your dick fall off. You don't want to come near me, which is a great line. Like if you do feel like you're going to be like uh, sexually abused in any way, maybe just say like, I got shit that'll make your dick fall off. Like if you want it, go for it. But I'm just thought I'd give you a fair warning. Um, And and only because uh, I just edited it. I have to say 
In editing, I laughed so hard when you talked about how the woman probably put syphilis <laughs> on Popeye's pipe. <laughs> While she's getting harassed by this gang, she sees the real bad guys, KGB, CIA, not sure, Why uh, coming down the street. And then she's all over these dudes. She's like, hey, remember what I said? Uh, I'm healed. Uh, this I'm is great. totally healed. I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm healed. <laughs> and we should uh, do something. These guys aren't into her. And she just had truth serum, and she's tranked by these guys. Yeah, right in the butt. They shoot her right in yeah. the tushy. And, then and they now just... we're suddenly in a mannequin warehouse for some this reason. Is... Because is this? this is crazy. So they're in this mannequin warehouse. Like you said, she wakes up in this mannequin warehouse. And when they threaten her, because they're like, you're going to tell us yeah. what you know. And she's like, no, I'm not. So instead of like going in and like, cutting her or bringing the knife close to her they start they're they're like oh yeah so they start cutting like the fingers of the mannequin <laughs> so weird and i don't I think it was played for it's laughs supposed either. To be, like I, it's supposed to be very threatening to her i guess <laughs> that reminds me of have you ever seen uh dude where's my car yes that yeah. reminds me of when they're in the interrogation thing and the cops pull out a mannequin and put it at the table and start burning its fingers with cigarettes <laughs> And Sean William Scott's like, come on, he doesn't know anything. <laughs> it's so weird. And then they like take a belt sander and are going to sand her face. Yes, yes. I didn't understand what they were doing with that sander coming at her. But yeah, that's that's what they're going to do is sand her face. Yeah. Oh my. It's so weird because then she, she breaks free and gets a gun and then she's well, just running around threatening to it. shoot herself now she's in the consulate where is she she's like yeah. in the consulate mannequin basement like, <laughs> none of this makes sense i expect her to walk out and be in a mall but she's not she's at the british she's at the, consulate. and she's put she's walking around with the gun in her mouth just going she goes to the lady at the front desk who recognizes her and even says, mm -hmm. oh, are you, is that why you're here? Are you a terrorist or something? The lady at the front desk is funny because the lady at the front desk is like, do you need a hostage? I'm trained in being a hostage. <laughs> oh, yeah, she like she goes back to the office, this fun party time office with all these comedians we've seen. And suddenly for about a minute and a half, it is an action shootout nonsense movie. Oh, yes. Because all the bad guys come. And they're threatening to shoot everyone. And this is when we find out that the child molester has, is a CIA agent and he starts shooting them. It's a big shootout. It's a crazy big shootout. And and this is when the other British guy comes and she. this is when she bites his penis. And um, <laughs> Yep. Then the police show yes. up. Everything is fine. Mm -hmm. And she does get to save him. She, but she does go... But she was about to type the last few things to him, and I guess that's why they're trying to stop her. But she gets her message to him through, so he's got all the information he needs. They decide right. they're going to meet for dinner, or actually, I think it's through the molester guy that he sets up the dinner. Like he says, he'll meet you at this yeah, restaurant. Yes. Uh huh. And she. I did enjoy this gag at the restaurant where this super hot oh, dude yeah, shows yeah, up, yeah. and she stands up and he walks toward her, and she goes. Welcome back. And he looks at her and goes, thank you. And then continues walking to some other woman. I actually thought that yeah, was really yeah, funny. Yeah. That he didn't just walk by her not acknowledging her. That he actually, it was like, I guess I've been yeah. away for a little while. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, thanks for noticing, yeah. 
She sits, though, at this restaurant and nobody comes. And yeah. she just eats breadsticks and is miserable. But no, who finally comes is the Seventh Heaven molester guy who explains that he got caught up the the um, Jumpin' Jack, got caught up, and I'm going to call it Britland, in Britland. Yep, <laughs> yep, as you have before. Yeah, it it is really bizarre how it seems to have taken hours and hours for this guy to show up mm-hmm. just to be like, listen, he wanted to come. Don't worry. He'll just have to have dinner with him some other mm-hmm. time. Sorry. Can I walk you home? All right. Okay. I thought these two were going to end up together, but no. it's the next day at work. She's kind of down. Yep. She's talking to her computer again. Having. Yep. Jack's on her computer mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And he's there because he. Whatever she does, she does something, and he's like, "You shouldn't do that." Put don't her glasses down. She put her glasses said. down. He's like, "Don't put your glasses oh, down okay. over there or something." She's like, "Where are you?" And then, like you said, this not attractive God, I, British I, guy. I gotta find look him up. Look him up. It's Paul Simon's British cousin. For all I know, I don't know. He's Jonathan Price. No, you would have known it. I saw him in a lot of like fancy he used to do like lexus commercials or something for a period okay okay yeah but yeah it's jonathan price like they didn't comb his hair or anything he no, looks he's like, so sloppy. He's like a bird's nest on his yeah head. they didn't even he, he's not even in a classy suit he's just like in like a like a hoodie or blazer like yeah he's, yeah but and is this is this where we're supposed to think like these two goofballs are made for I get, each other. Well, I still didn't think that. But that's the that. weird thing is, like, they hug, and again, I'm like, well, is she going to ask him for a job with the, like, with the KGB, with the spy service that he works for? I don't know. Does she going to quit her job and tell her boss, like, I'm leaving? No, the the whole, all of the, her workers applaud, they're pleased as punch. Carol Kane is like, is this the guy that you made? Carol Kane's even like, you get it. Yeah. Yes. Like, her her boss has uh her boss has embraced the bald yeah. look. We see that he's not wearing his it's toupee. Much better anymore. look for him. Much better look. But yeah, she walks off with this guy. They're holding hands, and that's it. That's, that's the end of the Jack movie. Flash. Yeah. I think this is going to be at least for me. This is going to be a complicated one because yeah. I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't hate it though. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough in here, and. It felt to me like every time I was really bored or really confused, there'd be something really goofy yeah. that I could pay attention to and have fun with. Mm-hmm. And it was those were spaced out enough where there wasn't huge stretches yeah. where I hated yeah. it. I, yeah, I think this is just middle of the road. It's fine. If somebody came up to me and they said they really like this movie, I kind of get it. And if somebody said they hate this movie, I get that I too. I totally agree. My my own personal opinion is sort of like a meh, like a C rating. Yeah. But I agree that there were times that I was like, no, this is really fun. And I did enjoy a lot of the whoopee, whoopee, whoopiness, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. I saw, I really appreciated when I thought about it retrospectively, I could appreciate how she was a woman and a black woman at that doing this sort of a role in a movie at the time. And I was like, well, that's sort of wonderful. So I can't like underplay that aspect in in yeah. some ways um and it, it's and a yeah. lot of the comedy was the comedy of that time i guess like i said we don't necessarily understand this whole spy thing <laughs> and we certainly don't understand the politics of the 80s yeah you or i but but it was a thing um 
I, I even appreciated how foul-mouthed she was allowed to be or, or was. Oh, my God, you know? yeah, that was great. But, yes. but there was also some parts that were just confusing and a bit draggy, and there were, like you said, so many cast members that felt like they were underutilized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or they just had them for a day or yes. two, and it was just like, okay, we have you for a day. Let's just... Mm-hmm do this for a little while and we'll put you in the movie and if you want to be credited great or I think it's funny because Michael McKeon and uh, Tracy Ullman are uncredited in the movie. Are they? Yeah, I don't know why but yeah, their names aren't in the credits. Even on IMDb there's the uncredited list and they're in there. Interesting. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Um, And it's funny too because I was um, we've already kind of talked about her but Laura who recommended uh, Ishtar to Mm -hmm. us um, I was on her podcast, Fatal Femmes. People should go check it out. Okay. And we talked about uh, a Whoopi Goldberg movie. I think it was made after this called Burglar, mm. where she plays like a small-time burglar, small-time crook. And she's like robbing someone, and she hides in the closet because they get back, and she witnesses a murder, but she can't see who the murderer is. It's just like this. Like, it's needlessly complicated. And every now and then, Whoopi gets to run around and do funny things, but it's it's so similar to this. It's like they did not know what to do with Whoopi Goldberg until, I guess, Ghost? I don't know. Such a shame because, there. I mean, she definitely has um, – she's a great comedian. And, and you can yeah. see that in this. And you could see her yeah. just playing this fun character. It wasn't – I had never seen it before. And I remember seeing um, the cover and, and knowing that – and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I thought it was, but I thought it was something else. But yeah, it was this. Mm. And there but this yeah. we failed to mention this is our, our movie pick for Black History Month, correct? Oh yeah, so we apologize everyone yeah. who may be black and listening <laughs> is upset that we referred to one character as Benson when he's not <laughs> Benson. Yeah. Maybe not a great choice here. We don't mean to be uh, right. um culturally insensitive. This is a comedy podcast. I think people understand that. Please do. Yes, but that's why we did choose this movie. So, uh, Jamie, did you uh, choose something whoopy for your recommendation? No, I so, went. Okay, I no. went more with the African American. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay, I good. Because I didn't, and now I'm starting to regret that decision. I had I had so many different ones actually okay. going in that I was like, I finally landed on this, and it's a little, it's a little easy, but it, it'll work. Um, the the movie because she, I related it to. Um, her computer uh, smarts. Uh, Whoopi's character was um, smart with a computer. That's what I'm trying to say here. Um, <clears throat> I'm recommending the movie Hidden Figures, that 2000, I think, 16 oh, movie okay, yes. about the I women mathematicians and they mm-hmm. work for NASA. It's really such a great movie. You should watch it, it with okay. your girls. It's a great movie for, like, I think for all people, but little mm-hmm. girls to watch. Yeah. Um, but it was great. And so that is my recommendation. My recommendation isn't quite as great. My recommendation, I just, I looked into songs that use Jumpin' Jack Flash in the soundtrack. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I'm going to recommend the 1973 Martin Scorsese movie, Mean Streets. Oh, that's a fair, excellent movie to recommend. Really, really great movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's uh, Harvey Keitel and Robert De Niro are the main players of the movie. Um, It's... It's a mob movie, kind of, mm. but a really low-key movie. Since mm-hmm. this was pretty early on in Scorsese's career, it doesn't have that like 
crazy scope and you know just going through huge time periods the way that stuff like Goodfellas did mm -hmm. uh, it's a smaller film and people should check it out I, I watched it again recently and it's still I think one of the better things that he's done yeah say so it check it out yeah I go. would say it <laughs> So uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, before we go, I will say, because I always forget to say it up front, uh, you should go to our Patreon. Yes. Um, our latest episode, we just put up a few days ago, is Howard the Duck. Mm -hmm. So if you want to listen to us talk about duck sex or whatever the fuck happens <laughs> in that movie, we haven't recorded it yet. <laughs> It's like, oh, look at you peering into the future. I have to. <laughs> we're recording in such <laughs> weird orders. It's funny. I was taking notes for this. I'm like, I have no idea when this is going to come well, out. I have no as idea. As I was like, watching this, I had to double check. I was like, wait, this is the movie we're supposed yeah. to watch, right? Okay, yeah. where are we at? Okay. Yeah, but check out our, I'm going to say, great episode it's on so Howard fun. the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> And check out everything. Uh, a lot of people might not know this, but if you do sign up for Patreon, it's not like you're there and then you get stuff as we put it out. You get all the stuff in the back catalog instantly. So much. You, it's all, all yours. Of Think of all of those you. hours of pure entertainment. And remember, if you're a patron, you get the unedited versions of our conversations. Yes. So you get all the pee breaks. You get oh, the 30-minute yeah. <laughs> synopsis of the movie before the review even mm -hmm. starts. Any yep. songs that we sing, Doug likes to cut those out sometimes because it's yeah. too much. Well, they're in there for you. They're yeah, in mostly there. that's what Jamie does is sing while I'm getting a tissue or peeing. <laughs> slow. So, yeah, go check that out. Um, be well worth your $5. But what are we doing in the next episode? We're not con continuing with our Black History theme. No, it's a one and done for us. <laughs> it's a one and done. So much work. <laughs> we should have just done another one. It should have just been a whoopee month. We'll try and, we we'll try and figure out something. Yeah, whoopee! Yeah, we could have done that. But uh, our no, next episode will be out on February 19th. And on that day in 1982, a movie called Swamp Thing premiered. And that's so not the movie we're doing. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just giving you a little history. It's the February 19th history. <laughs> you know, we are going to talk about Swamp Thing. I'm looking forward to it. I only saw the Swamp Thing Returns, which is one with Heather Locklear. She's not in the original. Well. Uh, so you don't have that to look forward to. Surprise, surprise. I've never seen any of the Swamp Things. So um, no, this is a whole a, new yep. territory for me. Swamp Listen, Land. It's gonna be a blast we've mm. been watching a lot of i know this isn't necessarily a kids movie but boy we've been watching a lot of like popeye santa claus movie <laughs> like we've been dipping our toe what did oh wait i was gonna say what did you just make us watch it was popeye <laughs> howard the duck we've been watching a lot of goofy shit so let's go to the swamp well, wait, i was gonna say swamp things not goofy i can only imagine it's just a bunch of nonsense <laughs> But that is going to be our next episode, so tune in in two weeks when we talk about Swamp Thing. Until then, have a great two
me, you dumb motherfucker. And it was just me sitting with my laptop in a room full of moms. Um, <laughs> I watched Pet <laughs> Cemetery. Oh, yes! And I'm frantically typing, <laughs> like watching Pet Cemetery in a little window in the corner. And when oh, anything man. got kind of like scary, I was looking around like, I hope none of these small children wander up <laughs> and look at my screen. <laughs> 